0: In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how I said Avada
1: Kedavra to Facebook. And I'm going to have a little diversion about a word from 1930s England. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the Bantamin. Today's episode is called ADU Facebook. We are Naveen and Rishi, just two guys talking about things that interest us, mostly to amuse one another and occasionally to learn something.
1: These are freewheeling conversations about things that interest and fascinate us. One of us talks about a hobby or interest. The other takes more of a curious person role. We take turns being Socrates and Plato if you want to be highfalutin about
0: it. So here we go.
1: Hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of The Bantaman. We're calling this one Adieu Facebook and she's going to tell us why he left Facebook. You left Facebook? <laughs> I mean, that is crazy, man. I mean, I can't imagine life without being on Facebook.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I haven't exactly left. Facebook, in the technical sense of the term, but yes, I stopped posting to Facebook, and I don't have any friends on Facebook. As a Harry Potter fan, uh, you know, one of the things I did was give long and hard thought to what I want to call this episode. Uh, that's why in the stinger I said "Avada Kedavra" to Facebook. Uh, it only worked partially, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm Voldemort. So uh, let let me talk a little bit in this first segment about why I quit Facebook and there are multiple reasons for it. And they're not all Facebook's fault either. So obviously, Facebook is like the biggest social network out there right now. It has, I don't know if they've hit 3 billion actually, but it has like half the world's population on there. Everybody and their uncle goes to Facebook. And that was actually one of the first problems I had, which was the mixing of circles on facebook so obviously my parents are on there my uncles and aunts are on on there my cousins are on there but i don't necessarily share the same stuff with them that i share with say my school friends my college mates my colleagues people i know socially now that i'm a grown-up and everything (laughs) And, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like they haven't tried to crack that problem. But, uh, you know, you can maybe get into some groups, you can have privacy settings on your posts, etc. But it all just got a bit too finicky for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, uh, you know, th- there were a couple of instances where, for example, we would have a nice boozer <laughs> at my place because, uh, you know, watch out for the future episode on gin again we really love gin i'd put something up and then like an uncle that i hadn't spoken to in six years would like post a ridiculous emoji on it <laughs> 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 which which was just a cringe fest for me right or there would be something else where i would go to like my nephew's thread ceremony and somebody would tag me on a photo from that thread ceremony and there would be a comment at work the next day going, hey, you know, so much for your atheism. Looks like you went to a thread ceremony over the weekend. Right. Which in and of itself is not a problem, but it just got awkward for me too many times and I I started thinking, wait a minute, why is Facebook letting people other than me post about my life and then just tag me and then a completely unintended audience takes that information and comes at me with it. So you know, I mean, th- that that was one of the one of the major reasons actually for leaving Facebook, just the, the lack of targeting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, if you've had, because you are still on Facebook, right? So I don't know if you've had that experience.
1: Yeah, I'm on Facebook, but uh, it's a it's quite impersonal actually. Right now, I just share things that is only appropriate to all the audiences I have. And I absolutely mm-hmm. get what you're saying. Not too many uh, personal updates, but a lot of professional updates. If I take a nice picture, I put it up. I right. promote all our episodes on it, but not about the boozers we do. So. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> so, so, okay. So that was only my first problem. The second one was just an overall privacy concern. I read one too many news stories about, you know, so somebody's vacationing in France, puts up a photograph in front of the Eiffel Tower in real time. And that's just calling open season on burglars to go visit their home or something. right? Or or just when when you're sharing information on a social network, it's one thing to know the context in which you're sharing it. But then the amount of data that people can get off of it without you realizing it's even there stuff like geotags in uh, photographs or you know being able to put together three or four innocuous pieces of information on your social feed in order to basically do identity theft attacks. Oh yeah, identity theft again, is massive.
1: I mean, this is—it's just like rife uh, with opportunities for identity theft. I was about to say that. Right,
0: and and again, I'm I'm not so sure that the problem is any better or worse on Facebook than on other social networks. But Facebook is the biggest one out there, so for me, it just became constant worry that there would be somebody that has access to my profile. And I used to post quite a lot publicly because I didn't think that, you know, my opinions about things or uh, some of my photographs were something to really be worried about privacy settings on. So I had a lot of public information on my profile and and that just got really worrisome for me. And then, you know, the the third big reason uh, for me quitting Facebook was actually a very personal thing, a personal tendency, which is I have a somewhat obsessive personality and so I would just have these bouts of oversharing on Facebook and again it's no fault of Facebook's but I would just put stuff out there that in hindsight was not given the amount of thought that I should have if I had realized that I'm going to share this with a really wide audience. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? And and so that was my own fault. So I just decided that Facebook's got to go because it is the biggest platform with the most users and therefore I shouldn't be on it. And then, you know, not not to make light of it, but then there's the last thing, which is, I think in the last three or four years, Facebook has had several horrible years of press. Now, I'm, I'm not an expert on this stuff and I don't want to indict Facebook uh, over and above any of the other social platforms, but they are definitely in the public eye. There's any number of stories around privacy concerns and then Facebook's tepid response to various things, including the, you know, what had happened with Trump and uh, the scraping of information and these fake quiz apps that would just scrape information without you realizing it. It It all just got to a point where I decided, I think I did this almost exactly a year ago. So on the 29th of January 2019, I put up a post on Facebook, my last post, and now my only public post there, where I said, right, folks, I'm quitting, Uh, it's ADU Facebook, and that's that, I ain't coming back. And happy to report a year and a month later that I sort of haven't gone back to Facebook as an individual. And I'll explain what that means in uh, the next segment.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm really curious to listen to your life after Facebook. But first, let's take a break. (laughs) All right. We're back. Riji. So 13 months without Facebook. That is just that sounds like nightmarish to me. (laughs) But this is not the first time you've done this, isn't it?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. As uh, several people take great pleasure in reminding me, I had pulled what they thought of as this stunt uh, once before. Can you believe it's been nine years since Google Plus was first launched? Oh, don't even say that name. I I know, I know, bad memories, bad memories all around. But yeah, in 2011, when uh, Google launched Google Plus, their big pitch at uh, competing with Facebook, I kind of gleefully, you know, put up, I've moved to Google Plus banners on my profile on Facebook and everything and, and sort of quit Facebook. I think I'd even deleted my account.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and and then I went over to Google Plus, And of course, Google Plus was a big flop. So tail between my legs, I came back to Facebook, <laughs> eventually. So, you know, I've, I've had obviously I've had eight or nine years to think about this. And I was one of those Google Z lots at the time that kind of, you know, derided Facebook and You know, I I got my face rubbed in it a little, not going to say no.
1: (laughs) Well, we all did. We all did. I mean, we all trusted Google to be better (laughs) custodians of our data than Facebook. Yeah. We all know how that ended.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it it didn't go that badly, actually. I I liked Google Plus to the day they shut it down. But then, you know, in hindsight, I realized I wasn't actually solving the problem. Or oh, I I didn't know at the time what the problem was that I was trying to solve. Mm-hmm. All the reasons that I said in the first segment why I quit Facebook applied to Google Plus. So even if Google Plus had been a roaring success, maybe today we would be taping an episode about why I quit Google Plus. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but see that that was what actually attracted us to Google Plus in the first place. Because that was the approach they were taking to the whole thing. If you remember, they had circles. Targeting. uh, Yeah, circles Mm -hmm. essentially split up your audiences. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was still
1: finicky. It was terrible. The implementation was massively flawed. But the approach was
0: right. But
1: yeah, it just yeah, And
0: and I wonder if it's actually a problem we can't solve. You know, I, I wonder if a monolithic social network with a primary feed or a profile or a wall or whatever we call it that you maintain is in and of itself prone to all those problems. I I don't know. You know, I I don't want to get too philosophical about it. So if you look at what has actually uh,
1: replaced it, it's uh, things like WhatsApp where you have groups and that has essentially replaced all our social media. Pretty much. So exactly what you described has been done away with. That monolithic wall no longer exists. Exactly. Instead, you have specific interest-based groups in which you can be whatever personality you choose to be. Right.
0: No, very true. And and another thing that has happened is everything has become time-bound because the latest thing in social media is uh, the tendency to do stories that then go
1: away after a while. Uh, right? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> like I, I cannot wrap my head around it. Why would you put so much effort into something which you know is going to disappear?
0: No, but but that's the thing, right? Well, first of all, the one of my favorite words, the whippersnappers love it. <laughs> but let's let's go back to one of the examples I used, which is the boozer at my place where we drank six kinds of gin in one night. Well, I put that up, it disappears in 24 hours and I don't have to be embarrassed about it a year later when my uncle posts an emoji on it.
1: But all those beautiful pictures we took of all the bottles and, you know, if you want to remember what are the gins we drank, you want to make a list, there's no way you're going to go, this is to true. go back and do it.
0: Well, well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about how I address that use case in, in just a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so, so, why it didn't work the first time, I think, was because I wasn't giving up social media and all its ills. I was just transferring to another social network which was trying to ape the first one I quit anyway. Mm-hmm. So what worked for me this time was maybe a little more self-awareness and the awareness that, no, I don't want to share just anything that is going on in my life with everybody. What so I, it was behavior modification as well, right? Yeah. I mean, what? so it's not so much about quitting Facebook as it is about me quitting social media. Facebook is just the biggest one out there. Right, right. Right? And I haven't quit social media completely, but I have become a lot more self-aware about what I post there. So here's what I did, right, in order to quit Facebook, Mm -hmm. so to speak. I didn't delete my profile because my experience from the first time I deleted my profile was when I went back to uh, Facebook and uh, sort of reactivated it, all my data just came back, which meant they'd never purged it. Ooh. Right? So... I would rather know what data is out there and which company has it than live in the false assurance that they've deleted my data. So the first time you deleted it, you took certain
1: actions that you believed had purged your data. But when you went back, you found that that wasn't true.
0: When I got back to Facebook, uh, I think a dialogue popped up or something. It was a while ago, so I don't remember. But uh, saying, uh, hey, it looks like you had a Facebook account before. Do you want to restore your data? And oh. I clicked yes, and it all came flooding back, which scared the bejesus out of me, right? Because that meant that that data had been sitting maybe on tape storage or some backup you know, on on the cloud somewhere, and I didn't even know it was there.
1: Yes that, that that's what that, that's why I'm like kind of
0: specifically uh, asking about that because right. they had
1: led you to believe that it no longer existed but um, it was it there actually was there okay and yeah, and that, maybe that's they've scary
0: yeah maybe they've changed policies I don't know I don't keep track of that stuff but all my friends came back all mm. my posts came back uh, so I didn't do that this time this time what I did was it was a bit painful took me a week or so to do mm. but I went in and I unfriended each and every one of my friends on Facebook. Right, I unfollowed all the pages except for like three or four that don't have a presence on other social media. Mm-hmm. And there is a universal setting that you can put on Facebook saying limit the privacy for all my past posts to either just me or just my friends. Right. So I set it to just my friends and then unfriended everyone. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So I know the data is still there. I don't have a blind spot where I think the data isn't there, but mm-hmm. I don't have any friends on facebook so nobody can see it hopefully (laughs) hopefully well unless unless they hack me in which case obviously they they would be able to and that really worked because i also knew you know that if i went back and posted something to facebook nobody would see it so even if yeah okay even if you made it public though no so even if there was a cross post or an accidental share into my facebook account which i haven't deleted and which i still use to log into other stuff as a sort of OAuth method to log in, Mm -hmm. Um, I knew I wasn't showing it off to anyone.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a tree falling in a forest. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And then uh, the other thing that I have been doing is uh, I got rid of my mobile app from my phone Mm -hmm. because that, you know, having that app on your phone just means you short circuit your brain to the social network without even realizing it you know you, some of us have this reflexive action of just unlocking our phone when you have nothing better to do yes and there'll be like three or four apps on your home screen that you just go to by default and scroll around a little bit
1: mm-hmm. the notifications as well right the mean, yeah like yeah driving. i mean
0: they, they are basically behavioral uh designer traps yep right they they call you back so i got rid of the app so i still do go on facebook i still have a profile there but if I want to open Facebook, I have to first open a browser, type in facebook.com, and then log in. All right. On none of my machines, laptops or tablets or phones, do I remember the Facebook password? Okay. Or stay signed in. And then the last thing that I did was, uh, you know, as I said, I would made a big announcement that I was leaving, quitting Facebook. I left Facebook Messenger on, so if there was somebody that really needed to get in touch with me and doesn't know how other than Facebook, they can still message me and I'll see the message and it'll show up as a text message on my phone. Okay. But I will not respond to them on Facebook.
1: Right, uh, right. Yeah, right. I will yeah. I will
0: get in touch with them either over email or, or something else. And then, like I said, I haven't quit social media completely. So I am admin for a couple of pages on Facebook because that's where the crowd is. So I am the admin <laughs> for the Bantamon Facebook page. <laughs> and yes. the admin for our quiz club, the Third City Quizzes Collective. And I do go and check those once in a while, but only as the page admin. I post as the page, never as me. Right. Um, and I moved my own social media activity to WhatsApp and Instagram, which is ironic because they're owned by Facebook. <laughs> but like I said, my, my problem wasn't so much the company as it was me, myself, and the behavior. Oh, behaviors. absolutely. See, yeah, exactly.
1: So that's ultimately you just... Uh, Change the way you shared stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, both uh, Instagram as well as uh, WhatsApp make it possible to be more targeted in that.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I know when I'm posting a photo of the boozer, by the way, me constantly using that example is making us sound like alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is a conversation for another day. We we will yeah. talk about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can bet your bottom dollar on that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I can post, photos of us imbibing gin in copious quantities uh, to our whatsapp group and be assured that my embarrassing uncle doesn't see them (laughs) right and Um, and
1: see that at the end of the day that's that's all that matters i mean we it just needs this is the group with which it needs to be shared exactly
0: exactly and i also use instagram because instagram again is where the younguns are on Instagram, though, I've, I've got a very targeted feed. So if you go look at my posts over the last year or so, there are hardly any selfies, hardly any family members, unless you count my cat. There's a lot of my cat. And I post...
1: Call him by his name. Hobbs. Well, Hobbs,
0: yes. Um, and I post uh, about my running. So running, cat, and landscapes. That's what I've limited Instagram to. Right. So which is okay because also I, I try and limit when I'm traveling I limit real time posting I mm-hmm. usually do what are called later grams right so anyway so so that's what I did in order to quit Facebook I can tell you a lot of my friends were pissed about it <laughs> um, I can imagine none, none too happy yeah. but yeah I mean let's let's take a short break and then I'll come back and tell you what the experience has been like over the last 13 months oh yeah that I'd really like to hear about that let's
1: take a break right now welcome back from the break um i'm sure everyone is as uh, curious as i am to hear about how life is after facebook i've quit i've quit a bunch of things and uh, life before and after are always very different True. um so how is it with uh,
0: living without facebook it's um it's a bit like going around the world wearing headphones for a number of years And then waking up one morning and the headphones are missing and you can hear the birds chirping.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That's a little bit of poetry.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, yeah. So uh, let let me start with the positives, right? One of the biggest positives is the lack of noise in my life. And I mean a number of things by that. Part of it is just that compulsion is gone. Uh, You know, Facebook used to be the first app I checked when I woke up and the last app I checked before I went to sleep and every time i went in there because i had something like 500 friends on facebook i would see like you know a classmate from the 4th grade who is now in florida posting about alligators <laughs> to a cousin i haven't spoken to in 11 years uh, getting married to uh, my colleague ranting about the bjp or something right uh, the the political uh, angle and I call that noise because none of that is information that is critical to me or that I need to have. It is at best information that I end up with and don't know what to do about or information that then I have a very negative reaction uh, to. And it impacts your day-to-day behavior in real life. So, you know, everything from learning that somebody is going through a really painful divorce to finding out that somebody's parents died or something like that this is not information that you should come across in so impersonal a fashion it is information that is actionable yes but actually two things happen one is you don't know what to do with it and it leads to a really awkward interaction the next time you meet that person in real life and then the second thing is just by virtue of being on the platform you're kind of expected to know it So if you do run into somebody and you had missed their post about how they, uh, you know, suffered from a severe back injury or something, and you don't ask them how they're doing, they get offended because they just assume you've seen their post. Mm, Okay, right. So that noise kind of went away. And every time I interacted with people then, uh, it was informed by only the information that they specifically sent me or the information that I specifically sent them. Okay, So it kind of removed certain expectations which other people had uh, of you. Exactly. And and the the more involved the expectations game becomes, the more frayed your relationship becomes. I mean, yep. that's that just, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So it was quite refreshing, actually, because I would have conversations like I run into somebody after a long, long time. And they would say something like, uh, so as you probably know, you know, I'm in uh, Ahmedabad now. And I'd say something like, actually, dude, no, we haven't been in touch. I had no idea you've moved to Andhabad. <laughs> so tell me about it. What's that like? Right. Right? And this was a real positive because the minute they realized, oh, this guy has not been receiving passive updates about me, mm-hmm. there was suddenly a lot to talk about.
1: Right. right.
0: Right? Facebook can be a real conversation killer because what would happen is so, for example, we've, we've done this a few times where yep. I, I would come up to you excited and say, hey, we watched this movie. And you'd go, yeah, uh, I saw you post a selfie <laughs> in front of the just movie poster yep, the other day. Yep, yep, yep. And then I'm just deflated because then I, I'm, you know, yeah, just... Yeah. The wind I, has been taken out. of The wind sales. has been taken out. You're not <laughs> sure what information you know. So, like, have you read the comment section on that post where I did a mini movie review or not? And then I suddenly stopped talking about that movie with you.
1: Right, you just switch topics, you just go elsewhere. Yeah, and, whole thing and, just
0: and actually, about, yeah. there is a vacuum there because maybe you haven't read the comment section, you don't know what I really think about the movie. And I, I think it just lowers the quality of friendships, this passive feed of information.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. that's absolutely so, uh, so right.
0: So I'd say that was the other big positive, which was people realize that if they want to talk to me, they have to talk to me.
1: <laughs> in real life as right. we used well, to
0: well i mean no, at least one on one right at least they have to send me a text message or whatsapp message right. or or contact me somehow on the phone or whatever um the other thing this did was it worked wonders for me with uh, a real problem i have uh because i'm terrible at calling mom mm-hmm. and uh,
1: as as all of us are all <laughs> of us are
0: and my problem with uh, calling mom always used to be i'm i'm a terrible conversationalist on the phone and then facebook and her following and liking every update meant she knew what was going on so then there was even less to talk about <laughs> now it's <laughs> like because so i hosted <laughs> a organizational event this week right i didn't post about it on social media so the next time i call her when she asks me how did that event go i've got tons to tell her yep absolutely right? yeah so it 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 leads to richer conversations, is, is my point. So uh-huh.
1: less people know about things in your life, but yeah. these are the people who matter to you. And the conversations where um, this information is conveyed are actually really rich and yeah. in real life. Yeah.
0: and And then the last point, which is not, well, at least that I can see is not a problem with me, but it actually causes less social media envy. Because, so, I don't feel this problem. I don't feel jealous if somebody's posting about their new car or somebody's, you know, um, I don't know, achieving some accolades at work or something. What about better running times? Even better running times. I don't (laughs) feel threatened, right? (laughs) Okay, fair enough. For for me, well, you know, maybe if they've got a really cool comic book that I've never read, I'll feel a bit jealous. But (laughs) uh, it's not not something that will keep me up nights. It's not something that will give me angst. But I know that's a real thing with a lot of people. Yep, absolutely. And if I am having a great time in life, I don't want that to cause grief to others. So hopefully just not being on Facebook means my relatives, my friends, my family, my colleagues, everybody is that much more comfortable hanging out with me because they are not feeling that jealousy in case they're prone to it. Now, it's not all you know, roses, there's thorns as well. And there's definitely a couple of downsides uh, to not being on Facebook. Uh Well, I was was almost
1: converted at this point (laughs) because all I heard was, well, you don't get triggered anymore. You don't trigger others anymore. You have way richer conversations with people you care about and the people who are close to you. Right. Uh, you almost converted me. So now tell me about the cons. Let's see if that's well, what it Well, I mean,
0: here's, here's the biggest thing, right? It's a good thing to f- quit Facebook because it's the biggest 800-point gorilla in the room. It's a bad thing to quit Facebook because it's the only game in town. So if you want to promote a podcast, if you want to promote a quiz circle, if you want to, I don't know, market a book eventually someday, Facebook is where you've got to be. Um, and the reality is, you can't, you can't be that conceited fellow that says, people will come and find me. Mm, got it. Yeah. Right? Not so basically,
1: you, you're you not able to leverage the personal network that you have um, for these things. Which, where Otherwise, if you had 500 friends, that's like 500 people who are looking at your new book. For
0: or, or they're at least clicking to listen to the first five minutes of your podcast and improving your numbers. Right, right. right? I, I right. think there's a real opportunity that I've given up there. I mean, our, our podcast would probably have two times the listens if I had put it up on Facebook and mm. I, if I was active on Facebook. The reality is, though, I, I'm okay with that. Because by being on Facebook anonymously and running a Facebook page, I do still access the wider pool of people. But then, yes, I don't get that network effect where my friends share everything I post and right. their friends see it. Right. That that's a huge downside, and it's nothing to sniff at if you if you have a commercial endeavor. Well, to be to be
1: uh, fair, like you said, I'm still on Facebook, mm-hmm. but like I was telling you, I post very little personal stuff on there, and a lot of it is professional. Yeah. So when you keep it that way, it's pretty much the network effect is um, it's quite muted. Yeah. Because uh, without that constant interaction. Not, I mean, the algorithm, I guess, works that way. It doesn't show um, your stuff to people whose stuff you don't see. You, you're so not it's, it's an
0: influencer. <laughs> <laughs> More like an outfluencer. <laughs> True. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so that was one. Um, the other big negative of not being on Facebook is, again, I'll turn around that same example of not receiving passive information. Mm-hmm. So, I would be rubbish at setting up a class of 2002 reunion for my engineering batch because i don't have anywhere where i can go and say hey you 40 people i barely speak to every day let's meet up because it's been 20 years since we uh, left college but then that's a problem only if you are aspiring to do that right exactly well i mean you know it it goes beyond that because so for example relatives that you meet at a wedding and exclusively at weddings or funerals you know you know the the category i'm talking about you just don't know where they are where they're coming from and it's all very well to say you want to have richer conversations with them when you (laughs) do meet in person (laughs) but the reality is you have no context and you may have a you know I, i recently attended a family wedding ran into somebody that i'd never spoken to before and we had a very fleeting interaction this person struck me as a perfectly nice fellow who maybe I would be friends with if we spend more time together. Mm -hmm. But because I'm not on Facebook, I don't know what's going on in his daily life. He doesn't know what's going on in mine. And we had just a fleeting interaction. Now that is what I would say a lost opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Flip side to that, I question whether Facebook would really give us a meaningful connect anyway. I, I don't think that problem can be solved. The reality is you live in a diaspora where your family is spread out geographically more than ever before in human history. Let's be real, we don't have joint families anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just cannot have that deeper connect that your dad has with his siblings and his cousins.
1: Oh, that or simply because they spent, physically they spent time together. I, so exactly. Which, which and we don't even have the opportunity
0: to. Right. Do. And yeah. and Facebook may be our best last shot at still having a meaningful connect. But frankly, I I thought it's not good enough. So but but yeah that is a downside to some people and i know there are people very close to me very dear to me who do use facebook quite effectively to stay in touch with these uh, relatives and friends Mm-mm. oh very interesting yeah
1: right so I'm, I'm really uh uh piqued that uh you speak about this aspect because for me It seems not to have that much value, but in very specific circumstances, like you said, funerals and weddings, it definitely uh, seems to have a very uh, powerful role. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's an unidentifiable, unquantifiable opportunity cost because there may be people on Facebook that I would have been connected to had I been on Facebook. That would be fantastic friends of mine, right? And I'm, I'm saying no to the largest critical mass of social media users by not being on Facebook. But yeah, it's something I've learned to live with and I'm perfectly okay with.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear that uh, you're perfectly okay with that.
0: Yeah. So um just the last thing that I'll say in in the experience of quitting Facebook, mm-hmm. uh the most irritating downside has been, you know, the the reactions from people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not on Facebook. Why not? <laughs> It's it's either that or uh, <laughs> when I when I actually explain the nuance a little bit, uh, you know, there'll be the uh, when I say that no, I'm not on Facebook posting actively, but I kind of am on Facebook because I'm a page admin, and then there'll be the snotty twats that go, oh, I've never been on Facebook, you know, I just I never join. God, you want so anyway, um, yeah, don't don't do that. If you know me and meet me in real life, don't do that. Either of those. Um, so yeah, so that's what the experience of uh, quitting Facebook has been like. So what's say Naveen? We take a break and I'll come back and dole out some sage advice on how to quit Facebook. Absolutely. Let's do that right now. So, well, Naveen, uh, before we move on to the next segment, um, I understand you have a word for us to join the Hall of Fame with smell fungus and dumb fungal. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is more of a fun concept uh, and a
1: word whose uh, meaning has completely changed over the years as well. Okay. So, uh, I was really fascinated when I read this. Um so, in the 1930s in England, um, as you can imagine, factory working was like uh, what most people did. Mm-hmm. So, early in the morning, they had to get up and uh, go to their shifts. So, they actually had a person who's uh, who would have an alarm clock and uh, she would wake up early in the morning and then go from house to house waking people up. And right. the way she did this was uh, she used a pea shooter and she used to shoot peas at people's windows and they had to come and open the window till then she wouldn't go away. Huh. So, uh, this was her job to wake people up in the morning so that they could go to work, and okay. she was known as a knocker upper. So to be knocked up meant <laughs> to be woken up. Okay. And uh, so apparently, uh, so there was uh, I read about this on a forum, and in one of the comments there was a person who mentioned that uh, she she and her brothers would always be tickled when her aunt would ask to be knocked up in the morning every day. <laughs> so uh, this looks like it was like a. Quite a common term in the 1930s in England that to be knocked up meant to be woken up. So both the word uh, knocked up and the job of a knocker-upper is quite fascinating to me.
0: I mean, yeah, I I would encourage our listeners to please not use the archaic meaning of that term in real life. Because, yeah, if you go say, I knocked up my aunt, you're going to get a very different reaction. (laughs) (laughs) But I totally think we should bring back that that
1: practice as well as the uh, meaning back I would love to wake people up by shooting peas in their face
0: (laughs) excellent (laughs) all right thank you very much for that Naveen back after a break
1: Welcome back from the break. Um, so, Rishi, I I don't even know. I can't make up my mind if I'm convinced uh, <laughs> if I should remain on Facebook or um, if I should quit. Right. But I think for the time being, for the sake of our listeners and to get more people to listen to our podcast, I will remain on Facebook. But if I were to leave Facebook, if I wanted to leave, um, what are some tips you can share? Okay, so...
0: I'll, I'll make it really simple you don't have to delete your profile if if you want to try quitting facebook the best thing to do would be to get rid of the mobile app and make it as painful as possible for you to access facebook so get rid of it get rid of any native apps and also don't save your password in whatever browser you use so that you have to actually log in to facebook every time you log in If you do like it though, if you sort of disconnect from Facebook for a, I I would recommend like a month, and you find that you're liking it, the only thing to do is to actually unfriend everybody. There is no clearer message than to say, I'm no longer on Facebook, you can't see me in, in your buddy list, you can't tag me, anything like that. Go into the Facebook privacy settings, which are a little bit of a confusing mess, if I'm honest. But somewhere in there, and we'll leave some instructions for this, you will find a setting that lets you just set all your past posting to Facebook to either be visible only to yourself or just to your friends. And of course, at that point, you won't have any friends, uh, as I don't. And so it will become completely private. So it's a single setting that you change that makes everything. Uh, yes, every different. post you've made made up to that point just mm-hmm. becomes private. And this is really good because then you continue to get one of the features that I am quite fond of, which is, you know, this this day, that year kind of a thing, the flashback that you get on Facebook, you will continue to get that good times. All your photos will still be there, etc. And then the last thing to do would be, don't be in a hurry to quit all social media Don't become a Luddite or a Luddite, however you say it. Stay on WhatsApp. Use Facebook groups if you want. So, you know, that extended family use case that I was talking about. I'm on Facebook and still a part of a couple of family groups. So if I want to, I can still go in and comment and see some updates, etc. But they're just not, it's just not something top of mind for me. I'll do that maybe once a month.
1: Well, oh, that's interesting. I think Facebook family groups are infinitely less painful than WhatsApp family groups. <laughs> true,
0: true. Uh, yeah, I, let's leave it at that. Let's not get in any more trouble than we already have today. But then, you know, you also can start using some of the other social media sites that I do use extensively for more targeted content creation as well as content consumption so i find twitter to be a fascinating platform you you do have to tackle noise there but i use twitter almost exclusively to follow strangers oh okay that's interesting and, and follow topics i follow or get in touch with people on text messaging whatsapp and google hangouts for the minority that still refuse to use whatsapp
1: these are the non strangers these are non
0: strangers yeah and then finally, Instagram is interesting if, I'm sure this irritates you, but everybody with a phone fancies themselves as a photographer these days, as you've told me often. So if, if you still want to scratch that itch and you still follow a few celebrities, a few you know pages or whatever, do that on Instagram. Because Instagram, I find, is infinitely more limited in terms of what you can put on there, you can't put clickable links, for example, Mm -hmm. in posts, and you can only put images. So my attitude to Instagram is I post there, and I've got a bunch of people that wait for my hashtag cataday post, for example, uh, with Hobbs the cat featured in it. But I very seldom like anything and I very seldom consume on Instagram. But it's nice, you know, once in a while, I'll go in there and I'll scroll down and it'll be fascinating to see a few nice landscape photos or Uh, photos from a reunion or something and on fb because you've left the little dangler of your profile with no friends on it if you are a page admin if you want to promote something on facebook you can still do that just don't do that as a person do that as a page right right yeah that right. makes sense as yep. we do i mean the bantaman page i, I yep. still very much do post there but i'm, I'm not there as a rishi i'm just there as the bantaman yep. if this has worked for me obviously i would be very interested to get feedback both from people who know me and people who don't have you tried anything like this does my method work for you what would you change? We're very eager to get into a discussion about it. Or, you know, feel free to tell me I am one of those annoying twats that uh, is parading their lack of social media in front of you. And that's <laughs> perfectly fine as well. Yeah, that's that's been me saying Avada Kedavra to Facebook. But Facebook not quite dying because it's got a crooks hidden. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, the we, we have, have
1: to do a Harry Potter themed episode sooner or later. Oh
0: God, yeah, yeah we do, yeah we do, and especially with uh, where Miss Rowling is these days, or where her head is at these days, that'll be a fascinating one. Uh, it absolutely will be. All right, thank you, Naveen, for the patient listening, and uh, hope this intrigued you. I don't know if you've decided to quit Facebook now.
1: Uh no, not right now. <laughs> I still need to promote our podcast and a few other things Fair but uh, But for me uh, the biggest takeaway here is uh, more about changing your sharing behavior and becoming more mindful about it mm. rather than this being specific about uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter right. it's more about using all of these as uh, tools to achieve your mindful sharing practices Yeah. rather yeah. than the other way around where you let ourselves be controlled and consumed by them
0: yeah, I mean, if, if I had to end on a cliche, um, make the tools work for you, don't work for the tool. Absolutely.
1: Thanks for that, Rishi. And uh, with that, we'll wind up this episode. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. We are the Bantaman, Naveen and Rishi. Check out our website, bantaman.com for extras and photos from today's episode. They're available on your favorite platform, including Google, Apple, or Stitcher podcasts.
0: Go ahead and subscribe if we've managed to intrigue you. And please leave a rating and a review. Leave us your thoughts on anything we've discussed here today. We await your feedback and any questions you want us to answer.